Hey, it's Coco and Carly, and we are the hosts of Soul Rehab. Each week, we'll inspire you to get back on Blueprint through our experiences and journey living through a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having human experiences. This is your holiday vibrational experience. So we're having coffee and it has eggnog in it. So festive. Uh, you guys. I'm Mary gonna... Solmus. Solmus. <laughs> you guys. Clink, clink. The Bailey's coffee creamer. Way better than the KFC log. <laughs> <laughs> do not put that into your house. Also, uh, I think we should do a poll. Who wants to hear me sing the descriptions to these episodes? Because if you haven't noticed... By the time they get this, you have already... I probably already recorded it off, so let's get real. But if you haven't noticed... Carly, let's do it. Cue Carly. Come on. Here we go. Here we go, everybody. stage fright. No, do the other ones, the Palladian ones. Do an example. Okay, okay. ready? Here we go, everybody. Cue Carly. Here we go. Me, 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 me. Breathe. On the first day of Solmus, Coco, Carly, and Scott gave to me an interview with the Palladies. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. The fact that I haven't been picked up yet. I know, right? Like, for you my own really record? need to re-look at your higher self, I think. Maybe we should have, like, <laughs> told people to turn down their mic before I started that. I don't know. But, so, so now the expectation is, everyone, that when you read these descriptions, that you sing as beautifully as I did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I actually forgot we were recording Because <laughs> who would honestly do that publicly? Uh, I think we just Woo! lost a few listeners. Yeah, unfollow. Unfollow. <laughs> Okay, today's episode is called The Handbook of Awakening and Ascension. And we've really noticed in this year through all of our work and listening to all of you guys and hearing that, and honestly, our own journeys is it's like, what do I do? What do I do? Is there a meditation for that? Like, what can I do? All these things. And, you know, as humans, we're so much used to this thinking checklist, like I will do whatever you prescribe to me. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to the doctor, take these things, do this, and it will get me the outcome I want. Uh, Hashtag doesn't work here. (laughs) Hashtag too bad. Yeah. (laughs) Everything with um, your light and with the awakening and ascension of who you truly are has no handbook, but there definitely is some core similarities that everybody kind of experiences on their journey and we're going to kind of break it down for you guys because we get asked this all the time Mm -hmm. what more can I do what can I do is there a meditation for that you're always looking for something externally until you're not so all of us have kind of had like a different journey all kind of similar in the same way but I'm just going to start off with like the very basic of how this takes place So in your life, you're born into this body of form and you as that little kid, you know, all of a sudden becomes that human being that is raised by people who tell you what to do based on their conditioning, their programming, their lineage. And you create this whole human persona, the meat suit, as I call it, Mm -hmm. based on what you were told. And it doesn't really cross your mind ever for most of us, that there's anything outside of that, especially when we're young. You know, you do as mom and dad say, you're raised by those parents. You know, you go to church if you don't, even if you don't want to, you join music even if you don't want to, you do what's told or what somebody deems is appropriate for you. 
And then as you move into your adult life, you can all reflect on your life right now and be like, okay, I definitely had that clipboard with the boxes. Did I get married? Did I have kids? Like, what did I do because other people told me to or I thought it was what I needed to do? Okay. Now, everybody has an awakening at different points in their life exactly on time when they need to. But what I've also realized is we have many, many, many awakenings throughout our life, which I'm going to segue to Scott. But before I do, I'm going to talk about what that exactly means. So that means that at some point in your life, you opened up your eyes quite literally and was like, wait, there's got to be something more. So you could have been how Scott was that young boy who started looking at books or doing all the things, or you could be like me in my profound awakening where all of a sudden like my, my head hit the floor basically. And I was like, there has got to be more to life than this. And for 99% of us, it comes from some point of disconnect or pain where we're just like, I can't do this anymore. Like there's got to be more to life than this. And that is when you start your awakening. But I think we're going to kind of start with Scott because it's interesting how he has had multiple awakenings to now get to his ascension. And all of them happened as like many kind of sparks throughout his life, right from when you were very, very young, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I was kind of always, I guess, that dorky Dungeons and Dragons kid growing up. So, I mean, I was reading how to astral project meditation. At what age? Oh, God. Like seven, eight? Seven or eight. Isn't that crazy, Carly? Did I know how to read at seven or eight? Oh, maybe I I might have been a little bit older than that. Whatever. No, but like my point being like, that's profound. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like I was reading those, all those type of books. I was reading how to root your chakras and I knew about the chakras well before my my teens, and then you read the Celestian prophecies. I read the Celestial Celestial Celestine prophecy. Yeah, sorry. Well, we could have a whole podcast yeah. just on saying that pronunciation, which is crazy because I just read it in, in the last year. Did so you watch the goes, movie on Amazon Prime? I haven't yet. It's okay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> books better. Yeah. Um, I read um, Deepak Chopra, probably. I think I still would have been under 15 when I read some of his books. So, so you were just drawn to that? Like, that's the experience, right? That's at first what I would say in the handbook of awakening is all of a sudden you're thirsty for information. You're craving yeah. something more. So something um, drew you. Like, can you go back to that exact experience? Like, do you remember? Like, did something pull at you to pull those books off the shelf? Because I certainly wasn't pulling those off the shelf. Yeah, comic books. Okay. Who, who didn't want to be a superhero and have your own powers? So that was your gateway. That that's probably would have been the gateway to it. That because there's like, more. That there's more because like oh cool. I mean here I there's something I can practice in real life that can make me want to be a superhero like astral projection and I could travel across the world. Like that's that was the thing. That's cool. Right. But you had no like you had no thought process at that point that this was actually like a state of being that you could live in this state of being right like you were getting your awakening you're thirsty for knowledge that's what happens for all of us and like Scott at a very young age but then the action with that just didn't follow because to the rest of the world especially back then it would have been woohoo it would have been crazy well, great stories right? right you're like wow it would be great to live that way one day but it's not, it's not gonna happen for me yeah or it's not reality yeah, yeah because I mean like everyone wants to be special and unique in their own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at look at even what's going on now, 
everyone wants a new earth label. Yeah. Give me that label. Make me feel special. Make me feel unique. But really, I mean, we're all capable of similar things. We all have different gifts and abilities. So we all already are superheroes. Superheroes. And we already are unique. Because if that's a really good point, Scott, because if you think about this, you guys, just from a thinking perspective, like you, your parents had sex and a freaking sperm. What, Carly? Old people love a hidden <laughs> Had sex and a sperm hit an egg and produced you and you came out of your mother. Like if you really take the time to think about that, that alone is the human thing is just astronomical. That's magic. Yeah. Not even to get to the soul coming into the body and the whole thing that you don't even allow. Most of us don't even allow our minds to go to Mm -hmm. when you actually sit down and think about that. Like it's we're magic right from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Right. But we're so conditioned to believe that we're not, we're so conditioned to just be these humans and not remember our superpowers, which is our light, right? Like all of us can travel. All of us can connect. All of us are psychic. All of us are mediums, but the human, the ego, wants to have that label because that makes them feel special. So when you read all those books and done all that stuff and you were quite young and also in Scott's world, as many of you guys might know, he had trauma. He was going through trauma when he was reading these books. So of course the human trauma would have overcome a lot, like taken over a lot of your superpower. Let's call it that. Right. Because yes. Yeah. And then you would have went into your early adult life with that trauma and that superpower just gets dimmed. So if you look at Scott, he would have had that uh, quote unquote awakening, that thirst for knowledge when you were quite young. Well, I wouldn't know if it would be a thirst for knowledge. I think it was more of a, you know, with the astral projection and the meditation, it was a route to escape, you know, reading the books, you know, all of the, um, the Dragonlance Chronicles that I read growing up. And then I got into like uh, Native American mythology, Greek and Roman mythology, Egyptian mythology. <laughs> well, I was obsessed with all that too. Yeah, At a like, young age, I can say. Because your guys' lights, your superpowers yeah. knew. It yeah. was, it was yeah. absolutely like enthralling when you started looking at a lot of the similarities between all of the stories. And then I even went as far as like, I think this is back when they had encyclopedias. I went through all the encyclopedias and found every single Greek or Phoenician letter, which is early texts, some of the earliest texts, and I created an alphabet and I used to write letters. I would love to see that. I don't think there's anything that exists anymore. I'd have to ask mom, but she probably doesn't. Pixar didn't happen, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 where I started. And then once I kind of left school... Your trauma. Essentially, I just had a 10-year, 13-year. Snorefest. Dark night of the soul kind of thing. Snorefest. Where I kept myself busy and occupied Mm -hmm. and distracted. If you were a Pokemon, you'd be Snorlax. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, this is such a great um, story for all of you guys looking because this is what happened. So Scott then, yeah, went into that that deep kind of snoring also because his human was not wanting to look at the trauma to then Scott having his full blown awakening again and not really taking action from it when you were 25 and tried to kill yourself. That was when your lights, I would say were turned on. So again, he was like, okay, 
I'm here for more. I just tried to end my life and it didn't happen. And, you know, that was then the pivot point for you. But what had happened is you kind of just numbed out again. And that's what tends to happen with us because we don't want to listen. There was no like, oh yeah, I just tried to do this. I should probably get my shit together. There was a... Or look into the internal. There was probably four years Mm -hmm. after that. I'm trying to do the math in my head and I'm terrible with dates. Um, After that, where it took me a long time to figure it out. And then I had another little bump on the ride. And then it probably took me another year to really kind of start to step more into it. So, I mean, we're looking at 14, 15 years yeah. to get to, to where I am today. But it's always been, you know, you can't you can't regret the journey that you've been on because it's brought you the lessons of, of where you are now and created and crafted who you are now, which is why we always say there is no, like, wrong decisions. There's just choices. It's your interpretation of them that really determine the outcome. Yeah, and so Scott now is on his ascension, but what I wanted to point out with him sharing his story is look at how many, quote-unquote, we could say awakenings he had, and I know many of you guys have had that, where we just don't fucking listen. And Carly, you were saying the same kind of happened with you, not so dramatic maybe as Scott's, but you were so into all of these quote unquote things when you were young too, where your superpower, your light was trying to wake you up and tell you to like, remember who you are, but Mm -hmm. you stuffed it down too, right? Well, it's so interesting because even now, like looking back now that obviously like doing this work is our day-to-day life here on the team. So like the amount of work personally that I've done in the last year, especially now that I like see points of my past for what they are versus my memory of them, it's like blaringly obvious that there was something always trying to wake me up. Yeah. So like one of those instances is when I was young, I could never fall asleep on my own. So my mom would have to literally lay with me until I fell asleep and then creep out of my room because God forbid I woke up before she creeped and out. And what age period are we talking? This is like... 17? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, last year? Uh, <laughs> so no, probably from like the point of like me having like a big girl bed you know when you're yeah. like a toddler to like probably I would say grade three or four okay um and so how and like when that transition happened when my mom stopped doing that is I would make a army of stuffed animals around my pillow and I would sleep under my cover straight up under like head under and I was always so scared to be alone in my bedroom at night but now through our timeline work mm-hmm. and stuff I and I haven't seen this moment but I know I just know it was probably because I was seeing energy or it was the Palladians or yeah. it was me in yeah. that room but I was so scared as a human that I couldn't see it. And then growing up, I was always so attracted to like witches or like ancient Egypt. I was obsessed. Ancient Greece. I knew all the the gods. And what's so interesting is even just sitting here now and reflecting, I was always drawn to like the gods of like love or the gods of like like motherhood and all these things. Mm -hmm. And now knowing my purpose and Mm -hmm. whatnot, it's like, it's so blaringly obvious that something was trying to be like, wake up, you need to, you're here for more, you have bigger purpose. But I would just chalk it up as like, oh, it'd be so, it'd be so cool to be able to like put a love spell on someone. Or mystical or, like, or a story like or a fantasy. Oh my gosh, that TV show Charmed was like my favorite. Yeah. Obsessed. Well, like even if you go back to like your story about the teddy bears in the bed, I can remember seeing figures standing outside my room and I had a dream one night where everyone in my family died, but I lived because 
I was sleeping in my bed upside down. <laughs> I slept in my fucking bed upside down probably for a fucking year. <laughs> you yeah. know? But, like, what made you have that feeling or that dream, right? I have no idea, but it was just, like, and just following that intuition and that time on it. And, you know, it's just something that's always stuck with me. It was, like, that was weird. And, like, I was old. (laughs) It's not like I was young. It's not like he was four. (laughs) No. no. He's like, Mom, where's the car keys? Going to bed. (laughs) Sleeping. But isn't it crazy how when you're able to get to this level of consciousness or wherever you are, you can reflect back and see all this as your light was trying to wake you up your Mm -hmm. entire life. But what do we do as humans? We are so programmed to be humans. And like, I can see Carly strongly, you know, Oh, well, that's great. That's an, that's a nice fun story reality or your dad telling you that, but she has her checklist. Yeah. She's got to go to university. She's got to do X, Y, and Z. She's got to find that relationship because I know Carly's journey compared to mine and Scott's was very black and white compare. Like a lot of you guys will relate to Carly mm-hmm. because you did not go, you know, she has the great credit. She has all the things like Carly compared to me and Scott. On paper? Yeah. A on, plus. On paper still. A she's AA plus, right? <laughs> Whereas like Carly never got uncomfortable, right? So it was that relationship that made her uncomfortable to have her awakening mm-hmm. and things started to get hard. So it's like all of you have these exact moments that like Carly and Scott are talking about where you were asleep and snoring, but you can look back in your past and see where there's moments where you have been trying to awaken yourself your whole entire time. So now for all of you guys listening, well, just, let's just stop okay. there for two seconds. I just want to interrupt you kind of while you got that point on the, and they also, as you reflect and look back, Realize you didn't even have the language to describe what you were seeing or feeling because it was never provided or given to you by your parents because your parents never had the language Mm -hmm. to describe it to you. Yeah. So, of course, if you said, hey, I seen a man wearing a hat (laughs) standing outside my room smoking a cigarette at two (laughs) o'clock in the morning, you'd be like, there's no one there. Go to like, bed. Go back to bed. Like, just, you're crazy. Just ignore it. Mm-hmm. So how do you, like, of course you're going to squash those thoughts, those intentions, those feelings. Experiences. And those Exactly. Those experiences because you're never allowed to, to really, show to show them or talk about them. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, deal with your lineage and your wounds now. And we can raise kids that aren't afraid to talk about these things. And the next generation is going to be more awake and more conscious than we could possibly even dare to dream of because they wouldn't have been dimmed dimmed so early for so long. That's such a good point too, because if I think back to when I would be like, oh, mom, I'm scared or, oh, there's something there. It would always be like, no, there isn't. You're fine. Like those bad things can't get you. They're not going to get you. It's not there. So what would I do then is I would be laying there and I'd see it get scared and be like, it's not there. It's not there. It's not there. So then what do you do? You believe it's not there. Mm -hmm. So that's how that happens. That's how you dim the light. Yeah. And I think about my experience and like, everybody's been questioning me lately because I've, I've finished my book and I'm like just shook laughing hysterically. And one of the big things about my life, the label that was given to me wasn't so much that it was, Oh, you have such an unreal imagination. Right. Right. So everybody thought my imagination was just unreal. Right. Oh, it's her imagination. It's her imagination. And 
you know, how many people have um, had those, you know, uh, imaginary friends and the language that our parents and everything happened. So that's why we dimmed our light. That's why all of this happened. That's why the lineage of all of this takes place, because we are so programmed to only believe in what we see. Mm -hmm. Right. So then that's why we have our awakenings now as adults. And all of you guys are listening would have already had your awakening because you would or be on it because otherwise you wouldn't be listening. Well, you're in the. If, if anything, you're like at the seeking information. Exactly. By listening or to this Or you're at content. the seeking information yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. And so when that begins to happen, you're awakening. It's because like literally all of this is like pushed up to the top of your crown, like ready to pop like a huge like zit or soup can that's trying to get out because your light has been stifled for so long. So that is why in the handbook of awakening, the very beginning can be so awestrucking for people Mm -hmm. all of us it's kind of like what like I know for Carly in the early days of her awakening when I told her how she sees things in life that not everybody lives that way she was like like she literally you looked at me and you're like what do you mean well yeah because like you were shook (laughs) like you were shook whereas Scott feels versus sees the way that we are so then you and I are shook by Scott Mm -hmm. because he experiences life totally different than us so when you guys start your awakening all of a sudden it is you literally open up your eyes to remember that there's something more and it goes back to these experiences at childhood to all Mm -hmm. of these things to realize that you have been experiencing this your entire life so what happens then is what do we do naturally? We start going externally. Mm-hmm. What books can we read? What things can we intake? What people can we go learn from? You might start dabbling in, you know, Reiki, you know, body talk, all the kind of like, I would say like entry level things to get you to expand, to understand who you truly are. Well, think about this too. Like everything in our society, we are taught that Listen to this too. We are taught that we do not know something unless we are taught it. Think about that. Like yeah, you go you in. go to school to learn because there's no way that you'll be able to learn any of these things unless you go to school. You go to university because you need that to get your job because there's no way you're going to get that job unless you have a yeah, university that's huge degree. Because that's what's happening a lot in our community is they're birthing out their higher self labels and it's like uh but I don't. But how ha- do I do this? Yeah, or I don't have the credentials for this, and I'm yeah. like, you don't need them. No. Here's here's a little uh, slogan that I came I came across. I can't remember where. You're not teaching a dog to sit. The dog knows how to sit. <laughs> Legit. You're teaching the dog to sit on command. command. Yeah. Oh, that's love all it that. is. Love that. That's all it is. So your awakening is a remembering. Yeah. It is the beginning of you remembering that you are a light first, human second. That is purely what an awakening means. It means that you no longer think that you're a human that is here to live, die, pay bills, retire. You are here to be a light being having a human experience. So awakening is realizing that that is the switch in the thought process. That is the switch in the body of your light. And then what happens? The work that everybody wants to avoid. And for a large majority of us and all of us, we will sit in our spin of that. My eyes are open. I know that there's something more. I might be doing Reiki. I might be reading books. I might be doing tarot cards. I might be doing all these things. But a large majority of you guys stay 
in that spin and never go up because once you get into that area, it's very enjoyable to stay there. It's enjoyable to stay there and dabble and think that that is quote unquote enough. And there's no judgment because I sat there for three years being like, what more can I do? I'm (laughs) meditating every day. I... Really, I was meditating every day. I'm journaling. I'm journa- I'm I wasn't even journaling then. I was meditating. But what's so interesting... And awake does not mean conscious. No, and but we didn't know that. Like, listen to that, though. You're like, what more can I do? Because in your mind, you're like, I've checked off all the boxes yes. in my mind. What yes. more can I do? Yes. And at that point, I was like reading the books. I was re- listening to things like Oprah's podcast. I was getting books like Seed of Your Soul, Untethered Soul. Mm -hmm. And some of those books were even hard for me at the time to get through, like Eckhart Tolle, like stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It seemed like brutal and hard and it wasn't really connecting for me, right? Because I was just like, I was so basic in my awakening because I was asleep to awake. Whereas like you can see Scott would read that in more advanced or you Mm -hmm. even could read that and that was the level at which you were at. So don't judge yourself, but notice like, if you want, you all, like, even if you want to stay there, it's almost impossible to because the energy that your soul's pushing the ascension. Mm-hmm. Then we start that egoic fight where we think, like, we've made it. We've plateaued. Because especially if you start getting information. Like yeah, you start connecting. Exactly. Especially if you get that access and mm-hmm. you start, you know, dabbling into tarot or you start connecting and thinking you're getting all this stuff, which you do. When you're in the 4D spin, when you move out of density and you open up your eyes and you really start connecting, you do get stuff. But that is not the destination. And that is where a lot of you spin and is like, well, what more can I do? Is there a meditation for that? Is there something for that? You look for that checklist. And that checklist, unfortunately, does not exist. What exists is all inside of you and getting out of your own way and taking the action. And that's what was like brutal for me to really face because I thought when I just awakened, then that was it. Mm -hmm. Like I felt good. You made it. (laughs) I felt good for those first like six months, but everything was like coming on grid for me. And I was like, holy shit. And then I didn't know what to do with it all. And I thought that just by getting that information and, you know, maybe sharing it and dabbling a little bit with people that I was like now awake. I didn't know what ego was. I didn't know what inner child DNA cells. My God, I didn't know what 5D, any of that stuff was. But yet I thought I was awake and that was it. Mm hmm. And that is where a lot of you guys sit for a very long time. And many of you listening right now could very much be there and that's okay. But then you're like, well, what's next? What's next is taking the action to get out of your own way and go inside to what's inside of you. And truly that starts with understanding what's blocking you Mm -hmm. and what you need to clear out of through feeling. Somebody said to me this morning, it's one thing to talk about it. And hear about it or listen to our podcast, but then it's a whole other thing to experience it because that's when the brutal work takes place. So I know for all of us on our ascension, the real flip from like the awakening energy to the ascension is when we started taking action. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) they're they're both just like we're just like yes correct that is correct so honestly you when you start your ascension what does that exactly mean 
there's a whole bunch of words being thrown around ascension symptoms and, mm-hmm. and we're on my ascension and we're on our journey home and like all Dark that stuff, of the soul. dark night of the soul. Like, what does that all mean? Carly? Like, what is ascension? Like, what is, what does that mean? All, Carly is, what do you call yourself? I call myself an energetic <laughs> hypochondriac, but my symptoms aren't fake. Like a hypochondriac. It's just so what I feel I think so you need much. To explain to people about that because last night we started talking about that yeah. because Carly from sleeping to awakening to now ascension, there's a huge contrast, especially with your body and the yeah. ascension symptoms. So when you start getting out of your own way and you really start ascending, tell the people, Carly, what does ascension tell mean in, in basic ways? So in basic terms, ascension is basically allowing your light body to then integrate and basically match your physical body. Okay. And through that, let's say, let's just say for sake of this podcast, you're consciously in the seventh, but your body is, it's in 3d you guys. So there is a big like distance. If you want to look at it linearly between where your conscious light is and your thinking, thinking, feeling, um, in like the seventh, for example, and where your body's sitting in the third. So there's going to be some work that has to go on in order to integrate those two. So oftentimes when you start going through your ascension, that's when you make that flip from thinking to feeling. And that includes your physical body. So you really start feeling everything. So for me, why we, why we call me an energetic hypochondriac is because literally every day there is some new feeling that's either an ache, a pain, or just a sensation that I get that I then have to go internal to figure out what it is. But the, the, it's really interesting because Coco last night when we were texting back and forth, she asked me, she's like, because I, I said, dude, this is happening to me again. And she goes, well, this is like so interesting. Like when you weren't, when you were asleep and you weren't awake, did you, do you ever remember feeling this way? And honestly, when I was not awake and I was asleep, I do not remember ever having anything wrong physically with me. I don't have allergies. I never even broke a bone. I never really got rashes, like nothing. But then I'm thinking back again, thinking, and I don't even know if, if I would have got that, if I would have been conscious to it. So I had to have had some sort of physical ailments throughout my life, but because I was so unconscious, I just chalked it up as, oh, it's something external or this is just life this is being in a body this is whatever well previously for sure everybody always just thinks that the pains that they have in their body is just the human pains or right age or age yeah. or or oh yeah did you go the like it's everything oh were you stretching at the gym wrong did you do everything yeah. but what you begin to learn and remember in your ascension is your body is the way that you live mm-hmm. for in 5d and beyond okay so what that means is prior down the dimensions prior when you're asleep and then into your awakening everything comes from a thinking thinking perspective when you are in your awakening you are still coming from a thinking perspective Mm -hmm. you are still looking for things intellectually you're still looking at things from a thinking mind you're absorbing all the information you're not coming from that place of feeling now in your ascension and in the new earth everything that you know you feel you hear all of your senses come from your body okay so someone like carly who you know is kind of going through all these sensations is with purpose because her light is now integrating to her body where she's going to feel sink think hear everything through her body well do you know feel with your body while you're talking it just clicked all the feelings that i'm feeling in my body would have been thoughts when i was unconscious yes 100%. Click, 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 click. So you guys have heard me talk about it 
everything in my life is feeling. It really very much was in my ego life too. Uh, I felt a certain way. I call. I said I pulsate, right? I pulsate. That was my word for hell yeah. Everything was pulsate all the time. This pulsates for me all day long. This makes me pulsate. Yeah. So I knew that it was my body (laughs) telling me that it was right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for me, I don't get the aches and pains as much as Carly and even Scott with purpose because God knows. Um, (laughs) And that is what's happening in your ascension is you're moving from thinking to feeling. So you start using your body with everything is feeling when you meet a person, when you're shopping, when you're doing anything, that is your ears, that is your eyes, that is where you come from because your body has now cleared out a lot of the the density for the light body to come in and you are connected to who you truly are through feeling. Mm-hmm. Everything is feeling, but the process of that is intense, mm-hmm. okay? There's recoding, there's DNA cells, there's all this stuff that is releasing. So when you're in your ascension, yes your human gets fucking tired (laughs) like this is brutal work because the alignment and the bliss of it is profound something else too that like things are just clicking for me as as this podcast keeps rolling by is what happens what influences your emotions so when you're unconscious thoughts are going to influence your emotions and when you're conscious it's your feelings that influence your emotions And your responses to things. Because I can speak to that, like, um, on the weekend when Scott was just going through a layer of his, and he says, well, I don't say anything to you, I don't talk to you, and I'm like, but you don't need to. Yeah. Like, Scott doesn't need to talk to me or Carly. His energy changes, and we feel it. Right. We can walk into a room, and we know that Scott is having a day. He's going through something, because we can feel it. Right? Because everything comes from that feeling. Whereas pre- before, he would have had to say something. Yeah, or us. his lack of talking would be the indication. Exactly, coming but, from thinking. Yeah, right, right. Right? So on ascension, when that happens, when it says that you're, on, you're coming home to you, I see that being thrown out all over the place. I mean, it really, you really are coming home to you, but there is no destination. It's a state of being. Well, I think when you talk about coming home... What are you coming home to? Are you coming home to your house, to your condo, to your mansion in the hills? You're coming home, home really into your, your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know. Amen. That's a good one, Scott. And then like, I mean, I spent 10 years rigging where if I had an ache and a pain, I ignored it. And then when I left the oil field, I was working a different job and I kind of turned into fitness. So I have been having aches and pains for like forever. So I have learned to ignore Mm -hmm. the sensations in my body because they don't do me, they weren't, they didn't do me any good in that life. And now as I become more and more awakened, I'm paying attention to the sensations in the body because that's telling me things you have to. And that's, I think where people really need to awaken to is like, what is your body telling you? And that's also what people are really struggling with, I find, especially in this community, is all of you guys start getting into your ascension and that's where you get like a Carly and you get uncomfortable and you're like, oh my God, like what more can I do? Is there a yeah. meditation? Is there something? Is there all the same? Give me so a band-aid. I, yeah, I have this cold or I have this or I have this ache and pain. And that, those aches and pains 
are a gift. Like Scott just said, it's telling you so much information. And what we see in sessions with all of our density and activations and all that, and even like I know someone like Alexia on our team, you know, even like Whitney, Mm -hmm. they're looking at your energy, energetic body, and they're able to see the layers that are starting to come to the forefront. So like how I'm seeing it right now, it's like the earthquake, the volcanoes that are kind of coming up to the surface Mm -hmm. with everybody. They feel your rumblings. Yeah. So it's (laughs) like your DNA and your cells are all coming up for recoding, all getting released. Whereas like, you know, using Scott as an example, again, you know, he's been having layers that has been coming up on his body that have been deep. Well, I mean, we're drilling. (laughs) I mean, there was months where I had knee pain. And the reason I had a knee pain is because of past trauma. So every time my knees hurt, hurt i had to tell myself uh, i'm probably going to forget exactly what i was supposed to say no and that's a really good story scott because scott um had this knee pain so he came and had a session with me and the guides had said to him when when you have a knee pain in this specific knee it is because of the trauma that you experienced as a little boy and the person that had intertwined with you with that okay so it had direct relation to that person so one day he was sitting in the kitchen a couple months ago and he's like oh my knee is painting my knee is painting and he walked up to get let the dog out and then he turns around to me and he's like this is wild you can't make this shit up and then that's when he remembered that the knee was directed to that he acknowledged it in his mind and by the time he sat down it was gone because he must have had some thoughts going on or there was a layer that was pulling at him. Take that in. That's what ascension is. But we're so used to going back to the thinking mind because Scott in that moment before it clicked or Carly the other day, she has this energetic headset that has been put onto her. She's sitting in the kitchen (laughs) three times within a half hour. She said to Scott and me, specifically Scott, oh, my ear, it's like really burning. Like my ear, like it feels really painful there. It's my ear. And then finally, like, I look at her and I'm like, Carly, you have a fucking headset now. Remember? And she's like, shook. Oh my God, I forgot. And it's gone. Yeah. And you know exactly what you weren't listening to that day. Yeah. This is ascension, you guys. And also, just to piggyback off that story, the feeling that I felt that day that led to the burning in the ear, I have felt in days since. And by me acknowledging, because now I realize what it is, it doesn't continue on. Like yeah. it comes, it's the ping, the acknowledgement, I acknowledge it and it's gone. And that is what's happening in Ascension for a lot of you guys is your body has to clear out to handle your light. Okay. So to simplify things, hopefully a little bit more is you have to quit living in the past mm-hmm. and quit living in the future and really allow yourself to be present. So you become aware of these like pings, these aches, these pains, and to try to understand where they're coming from you have to kind of like be able to reflect and go internally and remove your ego from it and that is doing the work truly you have to understand honestly you have to understand your core wounds if you don't know what your core wounds is this is why shit is hard Mm -hmm. period you have to know why you are the way you are energetically you just have to know that Mm -hmm. you have to know the moments in time that created you as the human being to then unwind period you do and so many of us sit in that spin of like oh I think I know it I think I know it it's like that train I think 
Listen to the language. I think Mm -hmm. you've got to feel it. And anybody in this community who has done this level of work knows that because they are all shook because they're like, oh my God, it's exactly that. You can listen to this podcast. You can listen and take in all the information, but until you actually feel it, nothing, nothing compares. It doesn't. And that is what we're here to do. We are here to build a new earth, a new state of being that comes from feeling, living from heart center instead of me focus, which has been the ego, which has been all of us sleeping and and into our awakening. Because when you're in your awakening, you're still living from ego. And it's the flip when you start your ascension that is the, the, the journey from ego to soul. Okay, so that's the other part of the handbook is you start this whole ascension journey where the body and the light is disconnect. Okay, so you got to clean to house that and it is brutal. Your skin purges and rashes and and headaches, fatigue, like Mm -hmm. the list of ascension symptoms is long. You know, tired. It's basically everything. Yeah. Tired (laughs) is number one right now. Okay. Fear is an ascension symptom. Lack is an ascension symptom because you're honestly doing the opposite of what you have ever been told to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what happens is the, the whole journey of consistency, really. Yeah. Consistency, steadfast dedication to really embody your light and everything starts to change because you are moving from ego to soul. You, when you're in your ascension, there is a flip that takes place where you start living from heart center, but the journey to that is, is, is intense. And anybody who says it's not come and talk to us because it is. And I don't want to program that language into people of like brutal or hard, but that would be the, the common energy word that people use. Correct. I think so, but challenging. I, mean, I think that I think challenging is a better word yeah. than brutal and hard because yeah. that will get people intimidated and scared. But you, as brutal and as challenging as it is, it's also very simple. So you yeah. can practice and rewarding. Yeah, and it is rewarding, and you can practice this throughout the day just by being present. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself being stressed out, aches and pains, I mean breathe you meditate in order to like calm yourself and relax so Mm -hmm. if you are in the middle of a day and you're having a stress you're having a moment you're having aches and pain look to your breath and really try and like present yourself and don't worry scott's gonna start putting some content out because everybody's like how do i even breathe like i know if i was listening to this even me right now is like Teach us, teach us, please. Teach us, wise well, one. I mean, so sim- he's the gonna. The simplest thing to do right now, if you're just waiting to like wanting to start and find something to start, is just pay attention to, like, right now how you're breathing. Are you breathing through your mouth? Are you breathing through your nose? How deep are you breathing? And then when you go to meditate, does your breath change? Right. So that way, then when you get into a stressful situation at work or with your kids or with your spouse or loved ones. Take three or four meditative breaths, like slow, deep yeah, breaths. Yeah, even close your eyes. And that just... way then you just kind of like you pause, you bring yourself to the present moment and you quit that like egoic knee-jerk reaction. That's a start. Mm-hmm. Is stopping and eliminating that natural instinct to like someone hit me, I'm just going to hit them back. Well, right? and also that it's hard for a lot of people to stop that because they are they have that inner child and core wound that they don't even know. 
But once you're aware of that, using what Scott just said, work does work wonders because I just did it earlier when we were having a conversation with Scott. (laughs) I was feeling triggered and I closed my eyes and I breathed. Right. And so we're trying to show you kind of the breakdown in as simplest terms as we possibly can of like how this all goes down. And then everybody else has their own journey. There is no like group thing with this. There is similarities. There is, you know, basics around it, but it is as hard and as easy as you want to make it. And I really love how Scott said like brutal intense are intense words challenging. I would put it is in there, but it doesn't stay that way forever. You know, and I think we should shortly touch on the dark night of the soul because kind of I'm finding in between the awakening and the ascension is kind of where a lot of people enter that dark night is like they're journeying right from that awakening into that ascension energy. Cause I'm looking at Carly's journey oh, yeah, and you, you went in in January. Yeah. Well, I'm, tr- I think what it is too, it's almost like you go through the dark night after the your biggest awakening yes yes and right on the verge of your ascension yeah it's like the tunnel from awakening to ascension uh, is a dark night and that could be like a day or it could be 10 months like coco yeah and on 18 months sorry 18 months (laughs) but also here's the thing we go through many dark nights in our life like scott would have been on a dark night like he said for for pretty much a whole decade Mm -hmm. right because that was also his human just shutting down his light because it was easier to cope right? It was, he just sat, he didn't want to look at his light. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to face that because in order to embrace his light, he had to look at the trauma. Well, the thing is too, is like everything in this life is, is contrast and polarity. So in order for you to have a big rise, you kind of have to go down low first. Well, you needed that decade. It defined you. That decade defined you. And I mean, we'll touch base a little bit, I guess. I like this topic because it, it touches a little based on like spirituality. And I always, remind the girls of this especially is like sometimes you just have to have the faith and the trust in who you are and why you're here yeah you're that light that came to be that sperm that came to that egg like yeah, hello like, like you are a miracle like you've accomplished so much already in your life like you might have hard days in the future but you've also you know you survived past. 100% of your hard days so far. True. Exactly. See, she she reads the same post I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these two. These two. We do. Scott and I, right? same, same. But that's same, just same. it. Like, things have already been hard. Things have already been brutal in your life, maybe. So realize that, like, you've done and accomplished so much. And give yourself the credit for that, that you've gotten through it. And now you're maybe just working through some of, like, the... The stuff you've been the, avoiding. The, 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 the echoes of yeah, those events. Exactly. Which aren't near as traumatic as the actual events because it's just an echo. It's just yeah. that reverb coming back for you to be like, okay, you know what? I can, I can, man- I've managed through that. I'll manage through this. I am more than capable. Literally, I am enough. Yeah. It's, it's your ego that looks at the echo and says, ooh, but last time this happened. Yeah, and it's your ego that looks at the echo and thinks you're back in it. Yeah. yeah. Right? And that's a very valid point. And the dark night, here's what the dark night is on a, just a very basis term for all of you because I know that gets thrown around a lot and there's a lot of you right now in it okay there's a lot in this community that we're working with that are in their dark nights and you know I have compassion for you because that is that is a space that we think we are never going to get out of it when we are in it it is dark and you know everything that you once loved you no longer do you know you might not even like the same foods the clothing like everything it's radical when you're in there it feels so intense the purge and 
the outside world, the 3D world, what if, they will label it depression. Mm-hmm. They will label it, they will want to put you on medication. They will want to tell you that you need external medicine to do it. I am not saying that you you can choose to have that if you want, but I'm going to tell you that you don't need it. That when you just sit with yourself, which is the hardest work that any of us will ever do, and face that that we don't want to, that is when you come out like they're showing me like the car wash right? You've just been in that car wash for so long and it's going back and forth, scrubbing you, scrubbing you, paint, peeling off your paint, repainting you, doing all the things that need to happen so that when you can come out, you truly are never, ever the same as when you went in and it serves its purpose well. But so many of us in our dark nights, especially when we go through them, when we're sleepy and asleep and snoring, we all cope. We all take some sort of external thing. So when we're on that awakening into that ascension, we're kind of already beat up a bit. You know, we're kind of like, oh, like I awakened. I thought this was it. I thought I was going to, you know, get to this end point. And now you're going through your dark night to kind of pop through this portal to your ascension. And you're like, fuck my life. Like, really? But I think all three of us can stand here as that united triangle for you and tell you that honor your dark night. It's the greatest experience and gift. And it will be the foundation on which you stand when you pop through. Like Carly said, you need that experience. And also you've created this whole life that's that doesn't serve you anymore. And you have to go through that energy to then release it. Well, we always say like, or we don't always say, but people always come to us and say, well, I don't know what my work is. Uh, when you're in your dark night, that becomes very clear. If you're willing to listen, like during your dark night, everything is going to happen for you. That's putting those pieces of work right in front of your face. Yeah. So whether that be like relationships ending or like your own wounds, like specific wounds maybe triggered over and over. Well, and over we again. even had somebody on soul print last night who's in and she was like, it is so brutal for me to not just want to go and smoke weed. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, face your coping mechanisms. That's, that's just it. If you spent your whole entire unconscious life numbing out, and avoiding it like me for 10 years who who worked and disappeared or you know you're getting high or drinking or whatever you're doing to avoid it when you go into your dark night of the soul you really have to allow yourself to feel Mm -hmm. it like stop allowing that sensations that are coming through quit numbing it out and allow yourself to feel it that's the dark night of the soul is the awakening of those feelings inside you because you've been ignoring them for so long. Well, and when you ignore them, all you're doing is you're just pushing them off. Yeah. They're not going away. Yeah, you're and, pushing them and off. honestly, if you're in a dark night right now and you're listening to us or you can feel that you're probably entering one, um, show yourself compassion. But like if we can give you any advice, like feel it, own it, because why do this again if you don't need to yeah. if you don't need to? And that's what we really mentor on and tell people we're like why fucking wear the mask? Why, you know, feed yourself the bullshit? Like why not go in 100% because you're giving yourself this gift to then pop through to an unknown that is far surpassing a past that you keep trying to pull from. Like Scott said, Mm -hmm. that is where you move to consciousness. Okay. Ascension is consciousness. Awakening is just realizing that there's more, but you're not, yeah, it's awareness. You're not conscious. Okay. When you're going through your awakening and if that is somewhere that you're sitting, you're just 
aware of things. You're taking in the awareness of everything. When you pop through to your ascension journey, you become conscious and you move up in those levels for the rest of your human life. There is no destination with this. There is no external things. There's tools. Okay. This podcast would be a tool. The things that we help you and mentor you on or others help you and mentor on as tools. Crystals are tools. Meditations are tools. All those things are tools, but they are not the external things on a checklist of what more can I do? So I feel like that really encompasses it all for you guys. I know that you would love it if you would have tuned in and we would have been like, okay, everybody get out their piece of paper. (laughs) Step number one, step number two. But also we're not those type of people and and we're not those type of souls. We are here to help you get on blueprint and to get on blueprint is just this. And notice that if you're sitting here questioning also, like, what more can I do? Ask yourself, what are you doing? Have you in our world been to any of our events? Are you on soul print? If you're a distance, are you seeking out other mentors who can help you if you're still in your awakening and consistency? Like it's so great if you come for a density session or one-on-one session, that's fantastic. And you have to give yourself credit. But the work doesn't stop there. Oh, God, There's got to no. be maintenance. You have and you to. Come back like, and- honestly, I was saying to Carly yesterday, like, you know, when I was on my journey of my awakening, I went to Reiki for eight months straight every single week, mm-hmm. you know, and I would take what she said to me or what I experienced and I would work through it for the next week. And then I would go back the next week and like talk to her. And we really, really encourage that within this community and people, because why crawl when you can run? Even if you have sessions once a month with us or any mentor, that's setting yourself up to run in a way that maybe possibly you just couldn't do on your own because you have that external, um, community around Mm -hmm. you or someone like us that, you know, we get the downloads or I'm accessing you through my living portal. You know, why would you take the hard way now in 2020? You don't, you just, you don't need to. It's so funny because even just this morning I went to see my RMT and I'm already booked in for January. So it's so interesting that we'll do that with these like 3d things for our physical body. But when it comes to actually us raising our consciousness, we don't even put that process in. No, because a large majority is still coming from thinking where it's like, oh, well, there's no physical proof. There's no physical proof. Whereas like your RMT or your massage or whatever, you get that physical proof right there. You get that hit right in the moment. Whereas when you're coming and having sessions, that plays down the road. Mm -hmm. Like we had somebody on Friday who came and I was shook like at how just profound her journey has been. And I think she really gave herself time this year, but she's probably been here five times this whole year. But in between that, she had that space made huge life jumps, huge things like action, action. And she's a completely different human being and soul. Her light is coming into her body in a profound way. So take that in and ask yourself, if you're sitting there externally looking for something to help you, ask yourself, what are, what action are you taking though? What are you sincerely doing? Because we are not in the time frame of earth anymore where you have to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you just aren't. There's literally enough of us weirdos out there. You can find <laughs> us somewhere. Goodbye. <laughs>